All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Well, no John Garcia tomorrow. Normally on on Saturdays we have John Garcia. Um, some stuff are going on employment-wise. We'll see. We're going to try and find somebody to fill that role on Saturday morning because I enjoy the Saturday morning recruiting angle that we have been doing. That kind of separates what we're be, we've been doing. So if for some reason John falls through and we can't get him or something's happened like that, we need to have somebody to put in that position for that because I, I really do like the – I like talking about recruiting. I like doing a lot of stuff on that side. Um, but I, I do want somebody that knows what they're talking about there that can be an expert for you guys. But I'll keep my eyes open. Anybody else wants to talk about recruiting, hey, DM me. I'll, I'll put you on the air. You mean there's a track record. It's, it's, it's not like we're guarding state secrets here. So do that. Anyway, the one last position we need to talk about on the offense is the offensive line. And the offensive line was much, much maligned. Um, Jake Thornton is at Auburn now. And now they've been replaced at offensive line coach by John Garrison, who coached with Lane Kiffin at FAU. He came from NC State. He's originally a Nebraska lineman. And I honestly know of Nebraska people that were rooting for him to get the job um, when Matt Rule was hired as their head coach. But he's got some work to do. And now this is one thing I want to point out to everyone that maybe you don't understand. There's going to be different offensive linemen like Bradley Sal on the Brad and Chad show. He might have an opinion on what's going on as well. And his would be an educated opinion. His would be worth listening to for stuff like this. Because the one thing that offensive line coaches go from one to the other is they all have their set favorites, okay? You might have five players that are playing offensive line for one coach, and then all of a sudden there's a coaching change, and all of a sudden two or three of the players are playing in different positions. They're still playing because they're probably one of the best five offensive linemen that we have, but they've moved them around to do it in a way that makes them, the coach, most comfortable. So I'm waiting to see what John Garrison will do with this offensive line once they get their full accompaniment of players in the fall. I, I'm not 100% sure that Jaden Williams or um, the other tackle it, it will be exactly there. There's a chance that one of those could move inside. Jeremy James could go back to the outside. Will Caleb Warren be the snapper or will somebody else emerge? How will Victor Kern fit in the offensive line? How will Quincy McGee fit in the offensive line? Because theoretically, and I'm, I'm being dead honest about this, this offensive line is probably a net plus talent-wise where they were last year. The incoming Victor Kern and Quincy McGee kind of offsets the loss of a Nick Broker. Now, I like Nick Broker. He was a great player. I loved all the video of him super playing nasty and finishing blocks. But, I mean, I absolutely went to war for Nick Broker as well um, with a Rivals Raider about his grade going on. He was rated as the lowest possible three-star by this Rivals thing. Everybody else had him as a top five player in the state of Illinois. They had him as like a lowest three-star. He was right above a two-star. And they argued with me flat. They tried to tried to big-time me, for lack of a better word. 
And I simply told him, he's like, you don't know what you're talking about on this. You've missed this. I don't know what's going on. I don't, did he steal a girlfriend? I do not know. But I knew Nick Broker was going to get drafted from the time he played high school. His feet were far too good. As long as he didn't get there and Royce Newman it to where he was 260 pounds or something, 270 pounds for most of his career, he was going to be okay. And he ended up starting as a true freshman at left tackle and as a senior moved to left guard to show that versatility. He snapped at his pro day. Uh, what I'm saying, I'm saying that to say this. Ole Miss is losing a very versatile player that is very good. So nothing that I say is about talking down to him. I am a huge Nick Broker fan. But Victor Kern and Quincy McGee, they, they alleviate that guard area that need, somebody that is going to be capable to play that position. You're also going to have Victor Kern, who has tackle experience, to where he's played that as well. So you're getting versatile lines to where you can kind of NFL model this offensive line a little bit going into the season. You're going to have players that can do different things. It's not going to be so specialized. Now, you might have a situation where Jaden – Williams or something like that is a left tackle and a left tackle only. But like Victor Kern, he right tackle, guard. Quincy McGee, guard, center. You know, those players that having the ability to play multiple positions are very important. Now, I'm telling you this is probably going to be a talent upgrade from what we saw last year. Now, what we saw last year was the quarterback getting hit an awful lot. And everybody is worrying about what the offensive line looked like last year. Let me just say this. Pressure on a quarterback is not always an indicative or whatever on the offensive line. It's not an indicator of that. Not just that. If the quarterback holds the ball too long, if the wide receivers cannot get separation to where nobody comes open and forces the quarterback to hold the ball long, all of a sudden pressure gets on the quarterback and it looks like the offensive line's a little bit of a sieve. Well, Jackson Dart in his want to throw the ball downfield and him waiting for receivers to break open caused a little bit of trouble in this offense. And whenever the offensive line run blocks on every play, because that's what they do. There's no like, you know, setting back pass set blocking on this offense generally. It's generally run blocking because this is essentially an RPO offense. And whenever you do that, it's going to be easy to honestly shed the defender to go around it to rush the quarterback. It's why it's important for quarterbacks to get the ball out of their hand quickly. It's one of the reasons you saw that Jackson Dark got the ball out of his hand quickly this spring because it's important. You don't have time to just hold it and force the ball down the field. Sometimes you need to hit the quicks to the tight end, to the slot receiver, things that are making quick reads on linebackers in the middle of the field. Without them, it becomes a little bit more difficult. So if the offense runs the way it's supposed to run, I think the offensive line is going to be fine. I don't think this offensive lineman line is like the 86 Redskins or something like that. But I I think this offensive line is fine. And and this is a team that was, let's see, third in the country in rushing the ball last year. 
with a chance, as we talked about in the first segment, of bringing in an additional running back to help this room. I think this offensive line is going to be fun. And I think everybody needs to give them time to gel and the offense and everything needs to be designed to make their job easier. The offensive lineman's job should be easy. If you, if you make it difficult for them, your offense is going to struggle because they have potentially the most important job on the field. Without them, there's no hope. The SEC is and always will to be decided on the offensive and defensive line. Just the way it is. And this offensive line, if they can hold their own, if you make it easier on them to do this by getting rid of the ball quickly and doing things like that, you have a chance for the, for this unit with these skill players to become a next-level offense. And that's something we all want to see. Anyway, coming up in the next segment, we are going to have Tom Vanderford. We're going to talk Ole Miss sports. We're going to do our normal thing. And also, um, there might not be a video on Saturday and, and Sunday just because of the way everything worked out. But, you know, We'll have this week's video, and next week we're going to get into the defensive side of the ball next Friday, the special teams, and we'll see exactly what's going on with that. But you you can see the transfer portal is percolating, and the offense is in really, really good shape. Anyway, stick around.